that was a man with no name kind of character, lone gunslinger when I was a kid. You didn't know his face, you didn't know who he was. You know, the idea of somebody wearing Mandalorian armor is clearly influenced by Boba Fett. One helmeted bounty hunter that looked unbelievably cool has spawned an entire, you know, mythology within this bigger mythology, an entire race of people, Fandalorians, you know, it's amazing. Boba Fett! Where? I am Boba Fett. Star Wars Boba Fett is here. That means Darth Vader's always near. What the? He's no good to me dead. There's a little bit of fun in there as well. A lot of action and drama. And it's going to be exciting for the fans to see. It's going to be some journey. everywhere. Welcome to episode number 294 of Blast Points. This is Jason. And this is Gabe. We've got some serious, serious Boba talk. Boba talk, I Boba talk. Tell me some Boba talk when you're next to me. Boba talk. There's a lot to Boba talk about this morning. It is still early in the morning, and it has been a long, crazy morning already. <laughs> it's been the longest day of my life. I've, I've, I'm on my fourth cup of coffee. I was up at 4.30 a.m., so... See, I tried to sleep in, and I, I, I managed to sleep till 6, but I... My body is too good at this stuff. I woke up at 3, like 3.05, and I looked at the clock and I was like, okay, it's on right now. I could get up and go watch it. But I was like, I'm not going to be able to survive if I don't get like another hour or two of sleep. So I forced myself to go back to sleep. It went by so quick. I 
I swear to God, watching it this morning, I blacked out. I was like, what, what? after the first time it was done, it, it, like it ended, I was just, like, oh, what happened? What was that? Where, where am I? What happened? <laughs> it's that end credits music. As soon as the end credits music kick in, there's no way to keep your spirit inside your body without drifting away. Um, <laughs> you shouted, Gamorans, put me in the bakta. <laughs> me back in the tank squeeze the worm open my eyes Ugh. why didn't they send out worms to everyone ahead of time it's like you don't worry you'll know what to do with this in a couple days but just have the have it ready <laughs> just open up a box what the what is this some kind of squishy worm with some kind of goo inside of it <laughs> why did star wars send me a worm you'll need it on the 29th yeah at 5 30 a.m Oh my god, okay, so If you don't know already We're talking about The book of Boba Fett The first episode, Stranger in a Strange Land It is here, it is December 29th, 2021 Like we said, it's still the morning We're talking about it We're both up early Gabe, what, what, how are you feeling? What's going on? I think I'm still riding the, the Boba wave I think we both, we've watched it three times already. I'm on my, yeah, I had two cups of coffee, ate some breakfast, and still thinking about Book of Boba. It's it's the return of Return of the Jedi and Attack of Attack of the Clones, plus just Boba Fett madness. I love this first episode for so many reasons. Number one, I was just in heaven watching it because it is so flipping weird (laughs) like a big chunk of this episode is boba fett and a rodian digging for little water coconuts in the sand (laughs) with a little kid tusken raider telling them to dig i was enjoying that so much because it's like all week long or the past two weeks or whatever leading up to the book of boba fett all the talk was like what what cameos are going to show up and who's related to who and who's who and what's what and it's connected to this and that and that. and it's like no 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 it's it's just flipping weird <laughs> yeah at this point the only connection to anything else is it's just weird and goofy it's really not i mean it kind of feels like mandalorian but it kind of doesn't and it's still that whole idea of it's visual storytelling and there's hardly any dialogue in at least half of the episode. And it goes so long at the beginning before there's any dialogue. And the first dialogue was so ridiculous. I started laughing immediately because it's just Boba saying, Rodian, do you want me to cut your bonds? (laughs) Rodian, do you want me to cut your bonds? (laughs) And that's 10 minutes in. (laughs) I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I know. I could. I was like, I was sitting there happily saying, well, this isn't what I expected. And that's beautiful. And I was, as soon as I saw, honestly, as soon as this morning, as soon as like in the first minute, and there was the raging waters of Camino, I was like, oh, okay. Well, and just the empty hallways of Jabba's palace like that was enough I was like oh boy here we go and then yeah and then they cut to Camino, and it's like 
no, no, I'm not ready for this. Coffee just got a little stronger. Just take another sip. <sighs> oh, yeah, yeah. The fact that it's such a blatant to shout out to Ray Harryhausen towards the end, too. It's not Star Wars talking about Star Wars. It's Star Wars, the d- d- true Star Wars with like, no, no, no. It's about Ray Harryhausen. Well, which is so amazing because it's of all the Star Wars movies, Attack of the Clones is the most blatantly Ray Harryhausen movie. And its counterpart in being released to the world, the second Spy Kids movie, is another blatant I love Ray Harryhausen. They both came out about, I think they both came out the same year, right? In 2002? Well, I want to say, yeah. I'm sure someone will tell us if we're wrong. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, well... No duh that this is going to be so much Ray Harryhausen love because that's where this is all coming from. Yeah, this episode directed by Robert Rodriguez, written by John Favreau. Both of them complete and total maniacs. I, I, I'm actually I was surprised Favreau has the time to write this too. He's got to just love all this crap. <laughs> <laughs> Like, because this seems like the hardest he's ever worked in his entire life. Like, maybe since, like, he wrote Swingers and then, you know, he was just making big movies. And now all he wants to do with his spare time is just write Star Wars stories. And bless him for that. And the weirdest, craziest nonsense. And, yeah, you just got to love it where it's the first episode of the second live-action Star Wars series, the spinoff, if you want to say, to, uh, from The Mandalorian. Yeah, and the first episode is a giant four-armed Ray Harryhausen monster and digging for sand coconuts, water coconuts, in the <laughs> desert. Right. right. If When we were trying to figure out, well, does Boba Fett befriend the sand people and, and do they, like, become friends and work together? Like... I don't think anyone was thinking, yeah, he probably saves a Tuscan kid from a Ray Harryhausen monster. <laughs> and that's how he and that's how he earns their trust. And I was thinking that same thing where I was I was watching it and I was like, we are so naive. Of course it's gonna be so much more. <laughs> Our brains are so simple when we think of these things. Of course they take it to the next level. Well, and now I wonder, now that we got a taste, is this like the format for the whole series where it's kind of like Boba's troubles trying to be a crime lord in the present, contrasting to the backstory of how he got to where he was in Mandalorian season two. And if that is the case, I'm all for that because based on today's episode, the current story and the back story were both like riveting and exciting and ridiculous. When I kept wondering, too, how long was Boba in the Sarlacc? Because if he got out fairly quick, we still have five years before the first season of The Mandalorian even starts. And how long is between Mandalorian season one and season two... When Boba Fett finally shows up and gets his armor back with Din. Right. And that's where I think early on I thought, oh, they'll probably just, you know, we'll get a quick backstory. And then, you know, maybe the whole season won't take place on Tatooine, but maybe it will, or at least the flashbacks will. And it's like now that I've seen how they're doing it, 
I'm completely okay with that. I like, I don't want them to rush at this point. Like we can wait till Book of Boba season two if they want to do something else because yeah, there's potentially five years of Boba hanging out with the Tuscans and doing Tatooine stuff. And I guess they did kind of trick us with the, with the trailers where they convinced us it was only the first episode when really it's more than one episode. Yeah. yeah and I, I love that going back now with Robert Rodriguez saying everything you see in the trailers is from the first half of the first episode. No, <laughs> but you know, in his defense, he may have never seen any of the trailers and he just heard what they said they were going to do. <laughs> but now looking back at the trailers, like I feel like the whole story with the, Nikto motorcycle gang that may all be happening in flashback for all we know the the scooter gang and everyone's favorite scooter lady that could be flashback like there may be a completely different storyline going on in the past concurrent with the present stuff which is kind of a cool idea I mean it's pretty much what Boba Fett lost (laughs) with the flashback stuff no, totally, because there was the, the swoop gang putting their graffiti tags on that little homestead. And Boba Fett getting mad, good guy Boba Fett. Ooh, don't you dare do that to those kind <laughs> moisture farmers. So, yeah, I am so confused now as to what we're going to see going forward. I feel like even more confused than I was before I saw anything now. that Because everything I thought it was going to be, it's not, which is great. Well, I, I, yeah, I'm confused and I'm delighted and I'm excited because very much like the Mandalorian, of course, we think we know what's coming. We think we know what this show is going to be. And then it shows up and you're like, oh, you're a lot weirder, a lot more interesting. And I have no idea what to expect now. And that's that's Star Wars magic right there. Yeah. And surprise, based on this episode, the show is actually about Boba Fett. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and it's a Temfest. It is Tamir Morrison just absolutely every scene he's in commanding the screen. We knew that we've been waiting. I think we've been saying this all year since this show was announced. We've been waiting really since 2002 for this moment. Yeah, I don't think we all realized what a brilliant move it was casting Tamir Morrison as Django Fett all those years ago. And that, like planting a seed of a mighty oak tree, you have to wait <laughs> years and years for it to to sprout and blossom and grow into this giant, incredible man who says weird. I wish he could say weird all day long. <laughs> it's like, you think this episode's weird? Just listen to Tem say weird and you're going to be in love. That's weird. Sold separately. Capture them alive! I'm the best bounty hunter in the whole galaxy. That's why you got the job. Boba Fett has a see-through helmet with play rangefinder to locate your objective. You can move his legs, knees, arms, even wrists and elbows. His backpack unit is removable. You have your mission. Good luck. I don't need luck. I'm the best. New Boba Fett Star Wars large size action figure from Kenner. Darth Vader sold separately.
doing what we do when there's a new episode of one of these. Let's start go. Let's start breaking it down, talking about it beat by beat. There's a lot. There's a lot to go over. I think I have 27 pages of notes because every single second it's like oh, oh. Yeah. So it starts out and Jabba's palace is empty, like we we're saying. Boba is in the tank and he's dreaming. He's having and it's like I said, as soon as I saw the waters of Camino. It's like, oh boy. And then, and I texted you this early in the morning. Did you notice that when we see the raging waters of Camino, at the bottom of the screen, there's like a windowsill. So it's almost like we are looking through the eyes of young Boba, looking up out the windows of probably their little bedroom thing on Camino. It's so crazy. <laughs> And and is that a you know a tease of because you know the flashbacks aren't just his time on Tatooine after being in the Sarlacc pit because these first couple shots kind of like wait we're going back to him remembering Attack of the Clones are we going to see like little kid Boba shots of Django you know doing things making breakfast or something like are we going <laughs> to get to see Django cooking some eggs in uh, Tapioca City or something? Oh, yeah, like Django giving him, like, advice or something. <sighs> God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, and before your, your mind goes on a tangent with that, we cut to the Geonosis stuff, which on its own, more just mind-blowing reuse of maybe unused scenes or, like, the whole take from the movie with different backgrounds. Like, they, I don't know, that, that blew my mind. That? messed with my head so much because at first I was like, oh man, it's it's just footage straight from Attack of the Clones. But then I was like, wait, I don't remember the camera moving up like that. So what am I seeing? And then it's like, wait, little kid Boba didn't run out and grab the helmet like that. So yeah, is this just like a longer take that wasn't used in the movie or a longer take of what was used in the movie? And did they just digitally manipulate it so the camera can move in what was once a kind of static shot. Well, and then the close-up of him holding the helmet, that's not in Attack of the Clones at all. No, that's new. Or was it filmed in 2002? Yeah, maybe maybe they'll let us know, maybe they won't. But, like, yeah, that shot of Kid Bobo with his face reflected in Django's helmet. It's like, man, we're only, we're only 10 seconds in. You're already messing me up. It's some Attack of the Clones love. We're messing around with Attack of the Clones stuff. Who who would have ever thought that this day would come? I never did. I honestly never did. Never. Like, late at night, maybe I would have said it to myself quietly in the corner. Maybe someday there'll be more Attack of the Clones stuff. (laughs) But I I never dreamed to say it out loud. (laughs) Maybe we'll see Daniel Logan's face reflected in Django's helmet. Oh, that would be cool. I can dream. Time time to go to sleep so I can be alone with my dreams. So then we cut to inside the Sarlacc. And I know it's about the third time I watched it, the sound of the Sarlacc heart beating. I didn't catch the heartbeat because I think I'm too distracted. They did such a good job because it looks like the Sarlacc is just made out of wet garbage bags <laughs> that are shaped like tentacles. And that's like the most perfect way to do the Sarlacc. Well, just you're slowly being digested over a thousand years. You're just like stuck to the wall. Like, you know, 
we all kind of expected the shot of him crawling out of the sand. But the shot of him, yeah, just hanging out in the belly of the Sarlacc, covered in wet bags. Oh. There's a stormtrooper down there. There's a story with that somewhere. Also, the stormtrooper's got like a little breathing tube inside their mask, I guess. That was new to me. Yeah. Convenient, but that's fine. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm totally into it. And I was like, yeah, the third time watching, I was like, where did that stormtrooper come from? But then I was like, you know, maybe that's like way back from A New Hope. One of the one of the squads just fell into the Sarlacc and he's just been digesting for all those years. Yeah. Makes total sense. He was dead before he fell in. He didn't use up his all his breathing gas. Makes sense to me. Boba, like punches through like a sarlacc wall and starts to burn his way out. And then, yeah, then we get the money shot, the shot that a certain group of people out there in the world have been waiting 40 years or something for now at this point of Boba Fett really coming up out of the sand, out of the sarlacc. He's, if, if you doubted it, if you doubt, well, maybe it's a clone or something. No, it's really Boba Fett. He's covered in gooey sand mud. But seriously, I I couldn't help thinking of we we talked about it last year in our Boba Fett Fever episode of conversations at Denny's in the nineties. People telling me Boba Fett, Boba Fett's still alive and he he got out of the Sarlacc and he's gonna crawl out of this the sand in the desert. And I'm like, You're full of baloney. And here it is. It happened. Star Wars is for everybody, for people who sit up late at night dreaming about Attack of the Clones 2 and people who smoke cigarettes and eat French fries while talking about Boba Fett crawling out of the Sarlacc pit at a at a Meyer cafe in Muskegon 40 years ago. And eventually you'll come around to that idea and be up at 430 in the morning to watch it. So. Damn you, John Favreau. You made me love this nonsense. The other thing with that scene that it never really crossed my mind, too, is it looked like when Jabba's sail barge exploded that that might have killed the Sarlacc. Yeah, I noticed that that some of the tentacles are outside the Sarlacc and they're, like, covered in sand. But then the heart is beating still when Boba's inside. Unless that's Boba's heart. Oh, the heart of Boba Fett. Could be. Yeah, because that was where I, I was like, well, that was, in a way, it's clever because it gives you an excuse for how Boba could escape. And it also saves them the trouble of animating the Sarlacc and saves them the trouble of trying to decide whether it's original Sarlacc or special edition <laughs> Sarlacc. It's just dead Sarlacc. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I did, like, I think about the second, third time I watched it, I was, you can see little pieces of the sail barge in the wreckage. Like you can see like some of like the fins that were on the side with like the little fan shapes. And I was like, well, that's, that's really great. And I saw John Knowles name in the end credits as like a, a visual effects supervisor. And I was like, I bet that freaking maniac <laughs> made sure that some of the, the actual bits and pieces of the sail barge were in that wreckage. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere there's a plastic bag with the exploded pieces from the, when they blew up the miniature, I, I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, it makes perfect sense. The Jawas are going to come because there's wreckage from Jabba's sail barge, and that's why Boba didn't have to lay out there for very long. It's like it's surprisingly logical how this all panned out. 
after the Jawas come one, the Jawas knocks out Boba. Then come the Tusken Raiders. And this is, bless Star Wars on television, because I don't think two, three years ago when this whole thing was like getting started and like we're going to get Star Wars TV shows, I never ever thought that basically we would get more Tusken Raider content than ever before and learn so much more about Tusken Raider life and see different Tusken Raider clans. Because this whole clan, I'm falling in love with them and I fear that something horrible is going to happen to them. No, I was thinking the same thing where it's like, you know, for forever, I was like, yeah, Tusken Raiders are cool, but they're like not my favorite Star Wars thing. No. And now, yeah, with these live action shows, it's like, I want more Tuscans. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm completely on board with, give me seven episodes of just Tuscan stories mixed in with Boba stuff. Because I'm like, there's this Tuscan Raider chief guy. He's got all the cool necklaces. Then there's like the lieutenant like the warrior that's like the second in command and there's all the Tuscan Raider kids and they got to go out with like the prisoners to get the, the water coconuts and the sand and stuff. And I'm like, I am fascinated by this Tuscan Raider lifestyle. Well, I was so happy for us to finally get some just straight up kids in the new star Wars stuff. Like I love all these star Wars live action shows, but it does, seem weird sometimes where it's like all the characters in these shows are like in their forties and it's like, maybe we should get some kids in these and we got some kids and they're Tuscan kids and that's makes it even more amazing. And there's, yeah, there's just so many Tuscan kids. This is like the most Tuscan kids we've ever got, right? We just got, we got some babies in attack of the clones and maybe a couple little kids. Was there even any kids? I think there were little kids, right? I can't. I, my, my brain is still scrambled. But <laughs> I this, this is probably in the 39 minutes of this first episode. This is like the most Tuscan content we've ever gotten in live action. Wow. That's so cool. Whole new, yeah, whole new clan with black robes and different jewelry. And I'm trying to figure out, is the Tuscan the number two? Is that a Tuscan lady? I think, I think it is played by, yeah, by, by a female actress. Yeah, I think so, which is awesome. Yeah, because she was really cool, and Boba thought he was tough, and she showed him otherwise. The fact that there's five Banthas on screen going across a hill, dragging Boba Fett through a sandstorm. Again, there were so many times during this episode where I just had to, like, just, all right, just stop and think about what you're seeing right now. It's five Banthas dragging Boba Fett through a sandstorm on Tatooine. While the most intense epic music is playing. Ludwig, coming back like a champion. We haven't heard from him in like a year. He was making the music videos, playing his his crazy flute. And now Ludwig just like coming out like Obi-Wan when the force field goes down in Phantom Menace. Just coming out swinging. Well, another cool thing with, with Ludwig's music too is very Attack of the Clones. He wrote like... A couple themes. There's the Boba theme, and then there's that like the epic Boba overture or whatever you want to call it that with the people singing and everything. And it's like all the music's kind of based on those themes. And I'm curious if that's going to carry over through the rest of the season. And that's very Attack of the Clones, where there was so much of Attack of the Clones was just variations on Across the Stars. They're just they're just hitting us everywhere at once. <laughs> well, Boba Fett is tied to a stump uh, with his with his. Rodian buddy. Where did the Rodian come from? We'll never know. Maybe we'll find out. I don't know. Probably not. The Yeah, the little kid Tuscans come and beat up Boba Fett. 
Then there's the the, the sleeping. What, what's the the Tuscan dogs called? A, a massif, massif. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I just keep calling them Attack of the Clones dogs. <laughs> but yeah, and Boba doesn't want to hurt it. He just wants to knock it out. He like hits it in the head and then like rubs his head to make sure he's okay. Just go to sleep, big dog. It's another part when Boba Fett knocks out the dog and takes off running. The camera like kind of pans around into like almost like a close-up of a Tuscan Raider mask of like the kid, right? Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, we for a second there are getting a close-up of a Tuscan Raider and we're supposed to like, what's that Tuscan Raider thinking? And again, I was like, that's the thoughts I want to have. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm getting up early for. Close-ups on Tuscan Raider faces. Yeah. I want to be in the mind of a Tuscan. At six o'clock in the morning. It's the thinking Tuscan. Let's uh so yeah, then there's the Tuscan Raider Desert Duel. Boba gets knocked out. He wakes up in the tank. And then we have Boba Fett in his underwear. <laughs> Fennec's like, boss, wake up. Which really she's speaking to us at home watching. Wake up. You're in a Tuscan flashback trance. Now that we warmed you up with some Attack of the Clones flashbacks and Tuscan action. Yeah, here's Boba in his underpants. <laughs> I think his underpants have a belt on him because that's just how Boba is. Now, also, I think back to tank bass look kind of cozy. Yeah, I want I want to sleep in a in a water tank every night at least for the next seven weeks, six weeks. <laughs> We're gonna need it. Give us the worms. Give us the squishy, squishy life worms and the back to tank bath and. My life will never be complete until there is insane music playing as I get dressed with big brass hits as I put my boots on every morning. <laughs> bom, bom. Straight out of Commando. Rambo First Blood Part 2. Like 80s action. The hero getting geared up. Putting all his gear on. Again, was this Robert Rodriguez's decision? If so, I didn't send him a Christmas present, and now I want to. Yeah, yeah. And if if it would have just cut to the credits right there, directed by Robert Rodriguez, we would have all been at home cheering, clapping. This is amazing. It's brilliant. I'm okay with that. The episode is 20 minutes long. Okay, let's go. Well, and we almost forgot, too, when Boba gets out of the tank. What does he say? The dreams are back. What are the Star Wars prequels about? Dreams. What is Attack of the Clones about? Dreams. What is Book of Boba Fett about? The dreams are back. The Phantom Menace novelization. It's all about the dreams. It's all about Anakin's dreams. The dreams. The dreams are haunting him. If this is the format of the Book of Boba Fett, with him going out trying to be this crime lord, you know, he wants to rule with respect. And if along the way he keeps finding that that is easier said than done, and he's meeting a lot of hostility and violence, which he probably will. And if his experience with the Tuscans has transformed him, where that is not who he wants to be anymore, but he still wants to kind of rule on Tatooine, which we maybe still don't fully know why yet, like why he would want to do that. I don't know. The whole thing is shaping up to be really, really, really interesting. If that is the format of the show. And yeah, it almost like in a lost kind of way, 
as this main story goes forward, it's being explained by his actions of what happened in the past five years. And I'm, I think I'm feeling pretty confident that that is going to be the way it is. Like, I don't think they would change around something like that every episode. And it just seems like, yeah, such a good way to tell this story of this character that exists kind of in two timelines. Because there are these stories from the past that we want to hear and these stories of the present. And having them inform each other just seems like a great way to make this even more exciting and make the story part as exciting and, and outrageous as the the things you're seeing on screen and the action and the creatures and, and just all the Star Wars weirdness of it. Well, and yeah, speaking of Star Wars weirdness, the next thing we see after getting geared up is uh, a walrus man. He's got like a box of coins, just speaking walrus man stuff. And then, and you're like, there's no subtitles. I don't understand what he's saying. And then the next thing, neither does Boba. <laughs> Nobody can understand Walrus Man. No. <laughs> then we have the, the AD8 droid, voiced by Toast of London, What We Do in the Shadows, Matt Berry, which is fascinating because the preview for Toast of Tinseltown came out like a few weeks ago. And in it, Stephen Toast was in the show saying how he got a part in the new Star Wars movie. And that's why he's in Hollywood. And here we have Matt Berry as the voice of AD8. Once you hear it, if you're familiar with his work, you can't unhear it, and it's just a match made in heaven. Presenting His Excellency, Mark Shays, Mayor of Mos Espa and its surrounding plateaus. Well, and just the idea that AD8 wasn't just like a cool cameo when they're eating dinner. Like, he is part of the main crew, and it looks like we're going to be seeing a lot of him, and at the moment, he's the only droid they have. I always loved AD8. That was one of my favorite of the old action figures. Though it's controversial because on IMDb, it says that Matt Berry's character is UK2B. So is it 88? Is 88 much like Boba Fett starting over? And is he now want to, wants to be referred to as UK2B? Maybe. Well, you know, if it's a different 88 droid. It's close enough for me. <laughs> Welcome to the family. We love you equally. Yeah, we love you just the same. That a Trandoshan walks in, speaking English, which I didn't pick up on that until the third time, where I was like, oh my God, it's a Trandoshan speaking English on li in live action. It's like we're right back to Clone Wars. He's got a Wookiee scalp, I think, a Wookiee pelt. Is that what he was carrying? Could be. Sure looks like it. Yeah, it could be. Maybe some bookies are going to show up and not be too happy about it. Uh, and then the major domo of the mayor of Mos Espa comes in. What's his name? Maz Shanks or something. He didn't bring a gift. He showed up at the party without a gift. It's really embarrassing. I think he's in trouble. I think the mayor of Mos Espa is in trouble. We've seen a little bit that, a little bit of that in the previews. This guy was great, and he's probably going to die. <laughs> well, and this is maybe our biggest hint to possibly the, the main story or a good part of the main story of this season is Boba and the mayor not agreeing with each other being the big boss. And at least in the short term, we got to see some Boba mayor conflict, which 
you know, we saw some of that in the in the trailers. So I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. And then in come the two shirtless Gamorians. Much like the Tuscans, I thought Gamorians were cool, but I was never like a big time. I'm all about Gamorians. I wasn't George Lucas with a Gamorian on my desk, but I have immediately fallen in love with those two, the, the most loyal of Gamorians. They don't wear shirts. <laughs> who refused to wear shirts? They took off their shirts so we didn't have to. <laughs> They're doing it for us. They've got cool little hats. They just carry like little blades. Yeah. Well, I like the one has like the, the like fabric hat and the other has the like metal hat so you can tell them apart. What are their names? We really need to know their names. Somebody help us. Somebody call Pablo. Wake him up. What are the shirtless Gamorrean's names? Please. <sighs> okay. So then they head into town. Just, I didn't even catch any of the dialogue I realized the first time I watched it because I was too busy staring at those weird dog droids, which are right out of the real world, but now in the Star Wars world, which I there's a part of me that thinks that they use the real world robot dogs and just put wings on them. Yeah, because it looks like it, right? Yeah, are those not CG? Are those like, yeah, like MIT scary videos of look at what robots can do now thing? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, maybe we'll find out in a few weeks if there's a Disney gallery for Book of Boba that those are those are the real thing. So then they go into the sanctuary. Where do we even start? Where do we start? We can start how they start. Max Rebo's alive. He's back. He's got a new band. They're playing a classic jizz standard, Cantina Number no. 1. But they're classing it up with uh, some guitar because they're not, you know, in a dirty cantina. They're in the they're in a nice place, so they got to spruce it up. There's an R four droid on the drums. There's a Bith <laughs> on the space guitar. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Know. I, don't, I, don't I, I just, it's. I don't think it's still sunken in. I mean, it's. We only saw it brand new for just a few hours ago. There's been some talk if Max Rebo is playing with his hands or is he playing with his feet. I don't know. It looks right to me. It looks right enough. Yeah. <laughs> we can't. Hey, listen. You got it. Yeah, just kind of roll with it sometimes. Max Rebo's alive. He's and he's still got the magic. He's still tickling those ivories, playing the tunes that people want to hear. He got off that sail barge so fast. Maybe I like to think that his little circle keyboard thing has little jets on the bottom. And as soon as like Luke went out on the plank, Max Rebo was like, I'm dudes, I am out of here. Droopy, Sai, you're on your own. Rebo out. Maybe he got lucky. He plays the keys. His keyboard probably has a case. The case for the keyboard is probably huge. He probably crawled into his keyboard case and much like Indiana Jones in Crystal Skull, he just rode his way out of the explosion in his keyboard case. <laughs> oh, we can hope. We can hope. Well, and for all we know, there's going to be another flashback later in the season of Max Rebo hanging out with the Jawas, and he just hitched a ride with them. Matt Berry will also do his voice. Hello, gents. <laughs> Mind if I bum a ride? So, also... And I think this is kind of a really cool big deal. I think this is the first time in live action we've seen the Rex Star Tours droid in Star Wars live action in the middle of the table dealing cards. 
it's been in animated stuff before, but I was like, wow, there it is in live action. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this bar. There's like a white vampire goblin dude walking around. And it's it's hard to even pay attention to all the things happening in the background because a super buff Twilight guy walks up to Boba and Fennec with a Twilight woman. And they're like, do you want us to, to hose down and feed your Gamorreans? And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Just, just slow down, Book of Boba. Welcome to the sanctuary. Would you care to partake in any of our sundry offerings? Maybe another time. I'm here to talk business. Then business it is. Would you like your Gamorreans hosed down and fed while we are sequestered? No, 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 it's fine. This won't take long. We can do it right here. This is Master Assassin Fennec Shine. I'm Boba Fett. Yeah, this 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 whole place. They're we're gonna scrub your helmets and hose down your Gamorreans. I need to Yeah, letting me breathe. I'm gonna have a heart attack here. Slow, slow down. And that's just coming off all the talk about Boba shouldn't be walking, his Gamorreans should be carrying him. <laughs> and the and the Twilight Lady, I didn't recognize you because no one was carrying you. Boba's like, I got legs. It's just normal talk. Just this is just watching a totally normal TV show. This is yeah. He's like, not only do I have legs, my underpants have a belt. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Put, put some coins in that man's helmet. <laughs> Jennifer Beals as Garza. Uh, there's a lot more story to be going on there. So they walk out of the sanctuary after that scene that almost killed us. I'm still not fully recovered from. And out come the space ninjas. They've got electro staffs. They got force field shields. Man, just the start of that fight with with Boba just being like, I got missiles. I'm just going to shoot a missile, not realizing the shields are going to block the missile and just blow him up. And I don't know if you caught it right away, but I was like, where did the Gamorreans go? Is it a mystery that we're going to find out more later why they weren't there? Or is it just as simple as the Gamorreans were hungry and they were getting some Mantel mix or some space fruit or something and getting a snack? They were getting they were getting snacks at the sanctuary, and they were like, "Oh, oh, whoops, we got to go here." Because I think the I think the Gamorians are loyal. I do. I hope so. I don't think my heart would be able to take Gamorian betrayal. Because <laughs> yeah, out they come to save the day. Which yeah, again, like you said, just Gamor- hero Gamorian action. Never, ever, ever, ever in my life did I think in December twenty twenty one be waking up at 4.30 in the morning and watching Gamorrean hero action. Yeah. Jason, in 25 years, Boba Fett will team up with Gamorreans and they will fight together on the streets of Mos Espa. <laughs> right. See, and that's what I'm talking about. That's like when the screen has five Banthas dragging Boba Fett through a sandstorm on Tatooine. You've got to just step back and appreciate what you're seeing. 39 minutes just jam-packed with so much Star Wars insanity. And and most of this fight is just Boba taking it like a man and getting electrocuted almost to death. <laughs> just over and over and over again. Which part of me really hopes that every episode's action is so intense that every episode ends with Boba going back in the Bacta tank because he just pushes himself to the limit every episode. He gets beat up a lot in this episode. He's got little kid Tuskins beating him up. He's got space ninjas beating him up. Yeah, and I love before like he goes off, Fennec, 
Alive. Fennec. Alive. (laughs) Boba is back to the back to tank. And then we're back to the dreams. We're off going somewhere with the Rodian. Yeah, they see the smoke. They see the homestead being ravaged. People stealing water. Our, Our first live action Star Wars spray paint graffiti. Coming over from Rebels. <laughs> I was thinking that, too. I was thinking that. I mean, we saw the results of Star Wars graffiti in Mando Season 2, but this is the, the first time we get to see someone actually spraying it. Again, where's the story of the people in Star Wars that manufacture the spray paint bottles? What do you do for a living in Star Wars? Well, I'm part of the company, and we make spray paint bottles. You know, we mix the paint, and we package it, and... We've got another guy that just does the aerosol spray tip and everything. Okay, so now we are into time to stop, and it's time to dig for water. This goes on for a while. (laughs) What do you want me to do? Dig. Dig for that. Oh, you want me to dig for that? Water. You want me to dig for water? And again, I think there's more Tuscan dialogue than English dialogue in this episode. Oh yeah, just a little kid Tuscan. Dig, dig. And Boba's yelling at the Rodian. I could also strangle you with this ankle chain and feed your leg to the watchdog. The stupid buckle buckle schemo. Oh, that you understand, huh? Me and Pisca stupid poodle. Keep it down. We are this close to a McClunky. I was, I was almost like, could we get a McClunky? But is that going too far? Yeah, they gotta, they gotta ease us into this stuff. We're still recovering from the worm juice. <laughs> <laughs> well, and don't forget, just, just seconds before this whole scene too is Tem talking to the dog. No hard feelings, mate. <laughs> Tem is Boba Fett. Is Tem? They're one and the same. Yeah, he's talking to the dog. I almost transcended out of my body. It's like this this show is pure magic. Pure magic. So the Rodian, what, finds a leg in the sand. The leg pops up. Yeah, and if anyone is curious if that was supposed to be scary, when I watched this with my daughter, she almost had a heart attack and spilled an entire cup of tea all over us. So... <laughs> The show gets pretty intense. Out of the sand comes this giant four-armed Ray Harryhausen monster looking like he's straight from 20 million miles to Earth. Yeah, and it's so cool, too, because it it's so old-school looking. It's just a giant buff lizard creature. And it looks like something that would have been in like the 70s, 80s Marvel Star Wars comics, where I feel like... We'd be jerks and look at that and be like, well, that's not Star Wars looking. That's too ridiculous. But then when it shows up on screen, you're like, no, that's just right. Yeah. Right. Like it was, they had a monster that they had left over from a different comic that got canceled. They're like, just draw that monster in the Star Wars show. It's just, it's got little lizard eyes. It's got a big mean face. The part where it's just a wide shot of the little Tuscan kid backing away and it's just walking towards the, the little Tuscan kid. It's so Ray Harryhausen. It's just, just beautiful. Just wonderful. And I just love the fact that that creature, all it wants to do is just take a nap in the sand. Like 
That's really all it wants to do. So you can't totally blame it for getting mad when they woke him up. He was just trying to rest. And just just when you're dealing with how awesome it looks, it's Tamir Morrison, Boba Fett, strangling it with a chain, riding its back. I don't get how people are saying they're disappointed by this episode. Maybe, yeah, like we said in the beginning, maybe if they're just looking for the things they can put up, write about on the internet or something, or I, didn't, I never expected, you know, Watt Tambor to show up or something. Because look at this. Look at Boba Fett riding this Ray Harryhausen monster after he gets punched in the face while hanging upside down. That's all all I want in life. That's it. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's the whole thing. Then they go back to the Tuscan camp and the kid is carrying the head, which is an incredible prop. And I hope it's that celebration. The Tuscan leader guy knows what's up, knows what, what really happened, gives Boba the the sand water coconut is almost like respect you know we know what's going on here and you are now kind of part of the tribe but he won't even look at him no so you know there's there's a long way to go but yeah boba earned his glass of water which is really all he wanted this whole episode because yeah the last shot of stranger in a strange land is boba drinking from his water coconut and Ah. And that's that's where we end. Because really, that's just a hint to us. If you haven't been hydrating yourself these last 38 minutes, now is a good time to drink a little bit of water because you probably need it. And then we got the, the concept art on the way out. Yeah, and Ludwig is just out of control. Home, dum, 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 home. Oh, yeah. It's like the episode was intense enough, but that ending music as soon as the choir kicks in and it's just people singing and it's like of course Boba Fett gets a song with just people singing it's like Conan meets some western movie also sounds like funeral music because you just died you're dead and this is what's playing at your funeral you're dead but you're happy about it (laughs) it was worth it but in a way hey in a way This is Boba Fett's rebirth. He is from the belly of the beast. It's like mythology. It is the rebirth of this person. He is a new person. They couldn't be more on the nose about this. And we've only gotten the first little bit of this story. I don't know. I think this is a genius first episode because... It's about the story. It's about the character. It's Star Wars to the core. It's weird as hell. It's wacky. It's fun. I could have watched the book of Boba Fett this morning for another 10 hours. Of course, like everyone, when it ended and it's directed by Robert Rodriguez at the end, I was like, oh, that's it. Everybody gasped. (gasps) (laughs) It's it's only been three minutes, right? And you look at your clock. (gasps) It's been 38 minutes. No. Yeah, it's incredible that this show exists and that, like you said, this is really a story about Boba Fett and why Why was Boba Fett in Mandalorian Season 2? Why did he seem different than the Boba Fett we knew before? And where did this change of heart come from? And just the idea that this show is just about this yeah, life-changing event of being reborn and learning to be a better person. If Boba Fett can do it, we can all be better people. It's insane. 
that this is the story we're getting. And, and I don't know, I'm so happy we're getting this as a, as a TV show more than a movie. Cause I don't know if we would have gotten the same kind of Boba Fett story as a movie. Oh, definitely. It's like all this, the Disney plus star Wars stuff. It is just amazing and brilliant. And so surprising how well these stories work as long form tales where, you know, we'll always love Star Wars feature films and the event and the hoopla and the craziness of it. But we said it over and over again with Mandalorian. There's something to Star Wars being able to take its time with a story in live action and tell a multi-chaptered story and be able to have little weird moments where Star Wars can really shine. I don't know. There's just something really great about it. And yeah, it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. I couldn't imagine trying to tell this kind of Boba Fett story in a two-hour and change movie. And I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm going to wait until next week. <laughs> I know. It's like new episode day is always so rough because it's so exciting. And then when the excitement wears off and you realize you got to wait seven more days. But, <laughs> and you really want to enjoy the next seven days. But there's part of you that's just like, can it be, can it be next week already? I want to know what happens. What does he get to drink next? <laughs> Will the end of every episode be him just trying another beverage? Well, and that's a good transition here as far as what do you think is even going to happen next week? I feel like maybe we have some ideas because there's stuff from the trailer we haven't seen yet. But you know, if there is stuff from the trailer, it's going to be a third of whatever next week's episode is. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, going by the trailer. There's the the big the dinner table conversation with the with the Baradas and everybody, and the Walrus Man guy and the the Trandoshans. That has got to happen at some point. Yeah, there's everybody's favorite, the Swoop Bike Girl. What else was not in this episode? I mean, there's still a huge chunk. If we've got six more episodes to go of just complete unknowns, I mean, is Boba Fett going to stay on Tatooine the entire episode? There's the lingering question of what happens when the New Republic learns of what's going on on Tatooine. There's everybody's favorite question. Will Crimson Dawn become involved and what role does Crimson Dawn play in the crime world in this five years after Jedi timeline? Well, the New Republic thing's interesting, too, because the money that people were giving him had the Rebel Alliance symbol on it. So at least some of that is potentially New Republic credits. It almost looked like New Republic because it had the stars around the Alliance logo. Right, which makes it seem like, okay, then there is some amount of New Republic influence because it's not like in the prequels where their you know, Republic credits didn't mean anything on Tatooine. Well, if, if the New Republic learns about what Boba Fett is doing, will it get to Mon Mothma? Will Mon Mothma tell Leia? Does Leia tell Han Solo that Boba Fett is alive and is running things out of a Jabba's old palace? It could be a very touchy subject for some people in the New Republic. Well, and that could very well tie in with the mayor, too, because we don't know, is the mayor trying to take over because the mayor just wants to be the big crime boss? Or is the mayor somehow affiliated with the New Republic? And he's the you know designated crime lord to kind of run Tatooine now. And is 
Boba teaming up with? Because it does seem like the dinner conversation is potentially Boba trying to get the people who are loyal to him maybe on board to go against the mayor. Yeah, is the mayor actually working with the New Republic? Which would make sense with his major domo coming in and just kind of playing around the subject, and we're not going to give him any tribute or anything. There's definitely, yeah, there's definitely some mysteries left. Well, bottom line, The Book of Boba Fett, episode one. A plus, brilliant. 120% out of 100, 20 action figures, including new Hammerhead, Snaggletooth, and more, each sold separately. And now, Boba Fett, Star Wars villain with his laser rifle. Boba Fett is not yet available in stores, but you can get him free with four proofs of purchase from any Star Wars action figures. Details on specially marked packs at participating stores. Offer ends May 31st. Star Wars action figures sold separately from Kenner. Captain Rex. You're listening to Jason and Gabe on Blast Points. And these blast points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. So, folks, you know the deal with Apple Podcast Reviews. When you get done listening to this, if you listen on some sort of Apple something, go over there, write us a little review, say something nice. It helps the show in weird ways that we don't understand. Also, if you listen listen on Spotify, you can leave a little star rating, which helps us over there on Spotify as well. And make sure you check out our website, BlastPointsPodcast.com, and you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you're in our Super Chill group. It's a place to be. There's some red-hot Book of Boba Fett discussions going on over there as we speak. And if you want to support the show in a different way, we have got the Blast Points Army on Patreon, where we just had our final episode about the incredible episode one documentary the beginning and we had our review reaction episode for the matrix resurrections and what starting next week the blast points army on patreon is going to be the home for all of our book of boba reaction mental breakdown episodes we're going to be going over every single one of them over there on the patreon so you're going to want to sign up to get all of that And because we love you all so much, we are going to be unlocking pretty much 
almost all of our 2019 Patreon stuff, so it will be free for anyone who wants to listen to it. So that's all of our Mandalorian Season 1 reviews. There's some Matrix stuff. There's some other good stuff that hopefully you will check out to see what the Patreon's all about. And regular episodes will start back up on January 18th. I know that seems like a long time, but we've all just got to keep in mind what kind of Star Wars year we're getting in 2022. <laughs> Seriously, people, we're going to be busy later in the year and a little time to breathe. Yeah, we just need a few more weeks in the tank so we can heal. But we've got some really, really fun episodes planned for 2022. We've got Attack of the Clones year coming up and yeah, some really ridiculous stuff in between all the Star Wars madness that we're going to be getting. I mean, we're barely going to be recovering from Boba and we're going to get hit in the face with Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, think about that. Good Lord. <laughs> please, 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 Lucasfilm, send us the worms. <laughs> I need a little worm with some kind of life goo in it. Give us a six pack, a case, case of the worms. So that wraps up number 294, the book of Boba Fett, episode one. Stranger in a strange, I'm a stranger in a strange land right now. I don't even know where I am. Who are you? No idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why are we even talking? I don't even know. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you.